Hello everyone and welcome back to Randomay, the show that discusses Randomay randomly. I am your host Rosen, I'm joined by Astra. Hi. By Gomer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And by Ethan. Hello, hello, hello. And we're starting with Opera Ronmon, episode 11, uh, Rain in the Dark oh. Night. Last time, ah! <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man, this that... is such a good cooldown <clears throat> episode like to follow the last one, I think. Mm-hmm, Definitely. This was really uh, makes makes me really glad that I doubled up on everything yesterday because mm-hmm. because uh, the day we're recording this is the Pokemon Go Kanto Fest, which is technically still going on, but yeah, you know I can split my attention easily enough between the two. Yeah. Um. So I doubled up yesterday because I knew I was going out of town, and out of town for me is just you know an hour away, yep. as in a city that's an hour away. I live, I live, I live in rural areas. For those who don't know, yeah. And um, so I was out doing all that. So I got to do. So I got to see both the previous episode and this episode all at once. And it's like, whoa! And I'm very glad I did because if if we had to leave it off all that cliffhanger from the last one, oh my fucking god! Yeah, I'm glad we scheduled this back to back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My first note is, oh, this is not looking good for Kosume. Yeah. And then, God, poor Opera. Yeah. Like, we'll get into it more in a little bit, but this is the episode where he is at his most just fucking broken. Um, yeah. Speaking of Pokemon Go, uh, update, Shiny Goldeen. How do you keep doing <laughs> this? You. F- in fairness, today some of the shiny odds are raised. Have you so. okay? Have you counted how many shinies you have just bet- across games? It's got to be in the hundreds. Well, oh, it is. It is. Let's see. They actually there's actually a site. There's a Pokedex tracker. All right, we'll do this. And... Af- we'll do this in between it, after discussion, or you can do it during discussion. Just let us know. For now, we. Got I mean, focus. I just I just brought up. I just have the number. I just got the number. Is that okay. Four twenty two individual species. <laughs> Four twenty. <laughs> 422, the sequel to 420. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. No, this this episode of Opera it was... It's such a good cooldown after the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also fucking heartbreaking. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think, like, 9, 10, 11 are, like, a really good balance of, like, like downtime character moments, like, dramatic like lowest point and then character rising up from it mm-hmm. like i know i make a lot of simpsons references it's just a show i grew up with so i know a lot of it uh yeah. i'm reminded of <laughs> bart finding out his first crush had a uh, has a boyfriend you won't be needing this just cr- rips out his heart and crushes it throws it in the trash yeah oh boy oh just it is so hard to see opera like that. It's good. It's a good kind of hard. Yeah, like this is. That's what Siri said. But no, but no, serious. In all seriousness, it's it's really well done. Yeah, there's a difference between how miserable we were with a certain other show and like this, where the drama actually really works. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, just hearing and. Incredible props to Leo George for just the performance of a lifetime. God 
damn. Uh, yes. Like, I'll also give them credit for doing like anime tiers that's like bar that's reaching One Piece levels, but it is the full on like tears down both sides with a bit of snot. Yeah, they avoid mm-hmm. the sexy cry for sure. It, oh, definitely. It is. This is the. Oh my god, you need help right now, cry. Yeah, it's like, you want to reach through and give the kid a hug. God's sake! So, but it also kind of plays up on the idea of that, like, he can't do anything. Like, Opera is always like, oh, I can fix this, I know everything to do with this, and then when it had the moment when everyone's, like, setting up camp, he can't really do anything, and now it's the big moment where he feels he literally can't do anything. Yeah. Like, we should probably, like, get to the point where we're talking about, but, uh... Sorry. First, first I have to say, the motherfucking bad brothers to the rescue! Oh, Yes! I love the bad Um, brothers so much. It it was like a breath of fresh air saying them. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Especially, Tristan is my favorite side character, I would say. He's such a good, like, soft character. Uh, He's a good boy. You want to hear something crazy? Uh, yeah, huh? Go on. He voiced, he voiced that same voice actor voiced the anime version, and you're not going to believe this, of Hifumi Yamada. No. Oh no. Yes. Oh, wow. Really? One hundred percent. That's him. Oh, Tyson Reinhardt. Hifumi, but wow. And considering how Hifumi sounds, dude got range. He has an amazing <laughs> range. He was also. Uh, I should really like. I'll probably save this for episode thirteen when we do the full like. Because, yeah, when a show ends and we finished it, we're probably going to do, like, a big retrospective segment. Mm-hmm. But, especially for Opera But, um, I'll probably go over the voice cast then. But for him, for now, notable roles include, uh, recon- names I don't recognize. Gotta scroll. Uh, keep talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way my notes go, uh, are, is, like, I literally watched this immediately after our last recording. I couldn't stop myself, and it's taking everything within me not to just watch the last two episodes as well. Uh, yeah. Because I think we've got, like, two more after this. Yes, there's two yeah. more. And yeah, and then we're done. Uh, and we get to put it yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and my next note after that is, this opening has me ready, let's fucking go! <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it was it, my immediate note after that is, oh, thank God, the brothers. Because I was like, yeah. like, everyone's car is fucking broken. And I forgot that, like, the brothers, like, had been able to, like... They were they were falling behind. behind. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes uh, being in last has its advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't any, really any roles I recognize. And the one I do recognize is from Hitalia, which is unfortunate. Ooh. Hey, you know, early oh, career. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bits part of this episode. So they get uh, they get Kosume like to a hospital. Uh, I was surprised he was even alive enough to get to the hospital at all. Yeah, uh, which it's not outside the realm of possibility. In no, it's just very unlikely. Yeah. I mean, when you got like a freaking battle wagon driving you to the hospital, I'm getting the feeling you're going to make it at least on decent time. <laughs> if not, yeah. If not, a little shaken. I guess yeah. it's just like more so just like he had lost a lot of blood. It's uh, it's like that. going to the hospital in the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland's carts. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, my my poor back just thinking about that. Ugh. But uh there's there's this moment where like the doctor's uh saying like to Opera and uh Hojito uh that like it'll 
they'll be surprised if he wakes up like at all. Yeah, they they also uh, said find next of kin. Yeah, which is yeah. always fun. And yeah, then, those like, are words you do not want to hear. Yeah, and Hojito is saying like they're not from here. The rest of his family is way back east, like across the ocean. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's fucking shitty, and it sucks. Like this, if. If Kosume were to die here, this would be the worst way to die possible. Not in terms of pain, but in terms of just, like, sheer unfortunate misery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, one, you're already stranded. Two, you were, like... Like, it's just, it's so, like... And three, everyone you know and love doesn't know. Yeah. 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 And, like, as far as they're concerned, and they might think that you're already dead. Yeah. If you haven't mm-hmm. been able to get anything back home to them as far as, like, a letter goes. Yeah, uh, but like the doctor says that like it'll be we'll be surprised like if he'll even wake up. Uh, uh, you can see just like Opera's face just fall, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like watching someone go into disassociation. He clearly never thought this was possible. Yeah, like yeah. He, he's Kosume. He's not supposed to be uh, dead. He's Kosume. He's always here. He's it, it's such a good character moment. I think. Yeah, and, like, he is so just fucking crushed, he's even calling his machinery useless. That's what defines yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was such... It, it was so, like, impressive to see, like, how they wrote this, because I think it's a very, very accurate representation yeah. of, like, how someone would be feeling. And, like, uh, I mentioned this before, this is the most... I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I'd be shocked if it wasn't. This is the most accurate portrayal of neurodivergent people I've ever fucking seen. Oh, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I've had these exact thoughts. Not with loss, but like with, I can't fix this. What the fuck? This isn't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's such a good like portrayal of uh, both like grief and like neurodivergency. Yeah. Uh, and I need to correct something from like, earlier. From uh, mm-hmm. from the first episode, actually, turns out this is an original anime. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. So meaning anime first, and I then think the they're doing a manga adaptation too. Meaning yeah. they could continue in two forms. Hope is not dead. Mm-hmm. Yes, just like Kosume. Uh, uh, so there's the like there's this there's a scene where like you can see like him go into disassociation, which. As someone who lives with PTSD, it's very important for me to, like, actually see that, like, really accurate representation of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've bef- talked about it before with, like, Kosome and his stuff. Uh, and then, like, there's the scene not long afterwards where you see TJ and Dylan. Yeah. I was actually gonna, about to bring that up. We finally get backstory for these two. Turns out they were a team. Yep. Not only were they a team, they fought the, the reason they broke up was uh help me out with the name Claudia uh, Claudia yeah. yeah and TJ once again proves that he is the motherfucking best being like Dylan you fucking moron you did the exact thing she didn't want you to do what is wrong with you mm-hmm. it's such like an honest moment between like two old friends and it yeah. can really only come from them. Mm-hmm. Also, I noticed something in the flashback. He doesn't have he the doesn't noose have, in it. I noticed that, yeah! 
Yeah, I noticed hmm. that too. Uh, so it's definitely a more recent thing, I think, is implied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like it, like they're they're talking about it and they're like saying, I think Dylan makes a mention that like, uh, like you may like if I always think about like how if you had gotten your way and would have won her, then like she may like maybe would have still been around and teaches like that's why she didn't you didn't deserve her in the first place. It's because she didn't belong to you. She chose you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a fucking great line. Yes. Such Especially for a character a in 1890? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such like an honest and raw moment between those two. Yeah. And it's More so, proof by so TJ good. is the best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> TJ is such a very, very good character. Uh, like, on the surface, there's a lot of, like, like humor and everything, but you can see that there's a lot, like, lying underneath it. Yeah. Um, uh, my next note after that is Tristan the Bad is so soft and sweet. I yes. love seeing him check in on how to do I put that too. Tristan the Bad, you mm-hmm. angel on earth. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we see Tristan goes and like checks in on Hojo, who's been sitting with uh, Kosume at the uh, hospital. Yeah. Uh, he brings him, I think it's pie. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, it's such like. Like, we know that, like, he's the younger brother to, like, Chase. Uh, but it feels like an older brother moment to me, like, to Hototo. Yeah. Uh, like, symbolic older brother, obviously. Like, if Hototo doesn't have anywhere to go, I feel like a good uh, a good place for him would be with the bad brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, like, we see kind of, like, uh, Upper is just kind of like wandering around like the town that they're in. It just like so lost and like it's just obviously like scared. Yeah. And before we get to the moment that broke me, I have a couple things. Uh, huh? Seth Carter with the face turn and the exact quote was to hell with your reputation you sniveling little coward. So good. Basically, mm. he's telling off, or he's trying to get help with uh, rescuing Sophia and the others. But the guy he's on the phone with, who I'm assuming is just uh, uh, the he- his boss, is like. I think it's mm-hmm. a police chief of some sort. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't think it's police. It's more like like head of like company wise. I believe. Yeah, because I think. Because oh, really? yeah, because earlier, like right after that, he's super worried about his job. Because well, I think like what it was is that he was talking with like a police chief uh this is how i read it at least because yeah. he like the guy mentions like i'm not about to send my men in to die for that was it yeah uh so that's why i read it as police chief it may not have been but like i think yeah i, th- I think it was like the head of gm or something yeah hmm. but yeah that was such a good moment yeah uh, There's a lot of really, really good character moments in this episode. Yeah, and you see Al, who who still has stuff to lose, is not handling this well either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you see, like, he, he's talking to, like, his crew. Uh, and they're, like, the brakes, like, we can't replace them because we don't have the parts and they can't really be fixed. Uh, and he, like, he, he, like, snaps at him. Uh... And, like, immediately apologizes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 
but it's it's such like like you can see like the frustration that's living there right now yeah there's pain there and yeah uh speaking of pain uh god the the moment where operate goes to that that fucking dock it starts raining and he just fucking loses it i have operate breaks down and so do i Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. It was so cathartic. Because it's like, like you see like him throughout this episode that he's just kind of like shut down emotionally. Yeah. Uh, hence the disassociation that I mentioned before. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like he gets to the dock where he's like completely alone. Like there's no one else around. Uh, and then like you, like he starts like talking a little bit and then like eventually just sobs like screaming sobs uh and i have a uh like right here like i said goddamn the the scene where operate sobs lee george fucking killed it yes oh my god definitely such an amazing performance god damn it dalton (laughs) <laughs> quote, Hello, I'm here right when Rosen seems depressed talking about Operation Ramen. <laughs> oh. Oh. God. Towards yeah. the end of that scene, Hojito kind of runs up and says, like, Kosame just. And it's like, he just. He that just was the cruelest like... part of the thing for the commercial break! <laughs> oh! Mm. But I have. <coughs> uh, Oh, I remember a thing. Uh, Chase tries to comfort him. He's like, uh, you look like someone just told you there's no Santa Claus. I would have loved operators to go, there isn't? (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a really funny, like, comedic relief moment. Would have killed the tone, but, like, there should have been at least an outtake. Yeah. Someone's just going to make a TikTok of that at some point. One between, like, the voice actors at some point. Yeah. Oh. Just... So, so my notes just go like this: This show needs more awards. Fucking Christ, that was powerful. I got sucked in so much I stopped taking notes. Yeah. I did take more actually, but uh, <laughs> we have what? And then oh, thank God he's alive. And also, Kosame, you cheeky fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Kosame with the fucking. Face, like feet over his face, indicating he's dead. Just blows it off. He's like, Literally. "Did I get you?" <laughs> oh, like oh. Kosame, you you deserve that one. But goddamn, that was cruel. <laughs> yeah, my notes go. These are all in caps. It's Kosame. Just what? No. Oh my god! Don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, I was uh. I was actively putting no when he blew the thing off, and then I'm just yeah. like deleting that. <laughs> and I just kept it in. I just keep it. Like, it's the like, flow of consciousness. Oh, it makes I'm sense, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll pray. <laughs> Great. Now I have to pray to the Tooth Fairy. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I had pretty much the same reactions y'all did when that happened. I was like, oh, no. And then, oh. Oh! Yay! <laughs> Not just, well, well, okay, I'll save that sound for a later moment. Yeah, but so uh, Kosame <laughs> is gonna rest. The rest, the rest of the people are gonna go and fucking kick Gil's ass. 
Yep. There's a very good moment during that scene as well. Oh, I have uh, many uh, notes for that good that scene, but uh, go ahead. There's, it's like, uh, like Apare is very much still like kind of despairing uh, over like everything. Yeah, because uh, he realizes the race is over. There's no way to get mm-hmm. home. And then uh, he like. Kosome, I can't remember exactly how he says it, but he says, he points out, like, the reason he's alive right now is because of, like, innovation with, like, technology. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, like, he says, uh, Gil thinks that, like, the only way to, like, rule things is with, like, violence and intimidation, but, like, there's clear evidence here that technology and innovation, like, can keep us going. And I, was, I put down, like, in my notes, like, this show feels like it's a love letter to innovation and invention. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jeff, I actually, I finally watched that video I keep recommending, because, uh, like, I had someone who hadn't seen the show, so I showed it to them. Uh, Jeff Thu of Mother's Basement put out a great video called Opera Ronmon is Cooler Than Whatever You're Watching Right Now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the ending stuck to me. is like, with classics like uh, Cowboy Bebop and Full Metal Alchemist, between Decadence, which he had talked about, I think, like, the week prior, and this, we're in a new golden age. Or something mm. like that. And my, my, my point being, this show absolutely belongs on, on that high a pedestal. It is... This is a fucking classic. Yes. Yeah, like, I, I agree. This will probably be, like, a yearly rewatch for me. Yeah. Say, I'm... I will buy anything I can. Oh, absolutely. I would so much money for like things. I will make an opera room on <laughs> there you go just let me support this fucking show mm-hmm. Ugh. and I don't have any notes for Kosme in the hospital but uh, I will invent opera ramen I'd eat it on camera there you go uh, opera stepping up and then big bubba <laughs> yeah chase or, Tristan calls chase big bubba and I love it and thus, the Alpare ship was born. <laughs> <laughs> and I just gotta say, the moment Apare comes up, because when he comes back to the group, they're all just kind of, you know, it's it's the Everyone's usual... really fucking hit, yeah. being hit hard. And then Apare comes back. And, and he has the spaghetti like, no, we western won't... shot. Yep. And he has his tools, and he's like, no, we are gonna go fucking do this. We're gonna finish this fucking race, and hell yeah! That's where I want to use that sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth is fu- fucking done playing around or giving a fuck about having a job, though I am I have to imagine Al would hire him instantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What can I even say <laughs> about this show that I haven't at this point? Fucking watch this it, is, please. This, please. Oh, he's going to get good. Please <laughs> do yourself a favor and watch it. You will only be helping yes. yourself. Mm. Yes. There's a uh, there's a note. There's two more notes that I have at the very end. Uh, just because, like, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm dating a film student, uh, and now I'm noticing more things about film and yeah. TV. Uh, so at the end of the episode, uh, after Operator makes his speech to everyone else, the sun literally starts shining again. Yeah. Which. That it's so like cool. it's not even subtle, but it's such a good moment. It, it went over my head. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I was just too was, busy screaming "fuck yeah." Yeah. Uh, 
And then the music at the very end of the episode is just so, so good. Uh, yeah, this soundtrack notes, is great! Yeah, my notes for Auburn finish with, I will never stop thinking about this show. Never. This is, a, this is in my head forever now. Did you know that the music was done by an American? Was it really? Yep, Ooh. Evan Call. Yeah. Awesome. Who did the music for acclaimed show Violet Evergarden. Yeah, just God damn, this show is so good. Yeah, and also Shall- if 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 somebody is into real interesting trivia like this, they do say the they do drop an f bomb in the opening in the opening song. Yeah, I always, I always thought yeah <laughs> is is that the, is that true? Like I because I joked yeah. I joked that I thought they were saying I don't give a fuck. Is there are they actually said? Oh my that god, is actually it. that's awesome! <laughs> it god. is. This show is so fucking great. This needs a tsunami run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Even anywhere that it can get one. Yes. Oh my god! If it runs on tsunami, I wonder how many people are. Will they? Because the opening theme does drop an f bomb. Uh, Honestly, I wonder how they're going to get around that. I don't think. I I think they could just uh, either. Just cut it off or cut the line off early, or maybe people won't notice because I didn't notice for a while. True. It's also entirely possible that they have an alternate version of the track. Yeah, it's also possible. Just God, what money? Get, take take my fucking money. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to another another all time classic show? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think that's fair to say. Ethan, you, uh, you, you have anything else on Opera Ramon? It's good. You should be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Demon Slayer, episode four, final selection. That's selection. I want to make that very clear. As a Jewish person, I need to make that, that distinction. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just give me a second. I'm like, wait. I, I have been Pokemoning half the day. So. That's fair. I don't need to explain it. I'm not going to explain it. If uh, Moving on. Yes. So, uh, this episode is also really good. Yes. Also, being Jewish, I'm allowed to make that joke. Moving on. Uh, Uh, so, I don't think I mentioned it last time, but I really enjoy how they draw the scars in the show. Here, I also have something I, we didn't mention last time that I wanted to this time. That shot through the boulder is fucking Mm -hmm. amazing. Oh, it is? Like, it reminded me of the best part from the Texas Chainsaw remake. Which was oh, uh, that long drawn out shot? Yeah, the shot through the person's head. This show is gr- uh, but yeah, cinematic parallels. Uh, we, we of course have the opening, awesome, all, awesome as always. Uh, Tanjiro talks about the opening thread, one of his most important techniques. Essentially, he can see when and where he has a strike opportunity. So when, and also when the audience sees the opening thread, you know shit's about to go down. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really cool way to show like like skill with like sword fighting. Oh, we have even cooler ways to show skill in sword fighting later in the episode. <laughs> so we'll get to that. I've yeah. got some notes on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I I, for, I forgot that this was the episode that introduced that. I'm just like, oh fuck yeah! Uh, I would love it if as soon as as soon as Tanjiro cut the boulder. Sakanji, it's easier to call him that than Rokodaki. Coffee in hand is like, oh fuck, you actually did it! Mm-hmm. And <laughs> his line is close to that, just more depressing than I put it. He's like, yeah. 
I did that so you would never leave and die. <laughs> what the hell? Oh yeah. god, I'm gonna lose another student. It's such, like, an honest moment, I think, from him, too. Yeah, uh, speaking of broken people... <laughs> from Yeah. Oh, this poor man. Uh, yeah, my next note is... Sakonji Orokodaki, proud but broken father figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we cut to Tanjiro finally shaving those sideburns. <laughs> I went overboard with the Simpsons stuff today. I don't know. Never too many Simpsons references. Exactly. Never. Uh, did did you like my cooking, Tanjiro? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a very cute moment. Yeah. It was, uh, it, was, it was very nice. It was like a nice break uh, in the episode, I think. Uh, uh, Tanjiro receives his graduation mask. It's a terrifying cat, I think, turns out of the fox. Yeah, I had the same note, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I was like, oh, it's a cat. And then later on, I'm like, oh, it's a fox. <laughs> yep. And with that, Tanjiro dons his final selection outfit, which I just found out is having a Nendoroid released of it. Oh, uh, Says goodbye to Nezko and heads to Final Selection. Just what is Final Selection? Well, it's surviving three days in a demon-infested forest. Fun times! Fun for the whole family. I mean, for one specific family, yes. Yeah. Uh, We get some soon-to-be-familiar faces, but for now they're just extras. We have that blonde guy, the guy with the extra scars, and Mm -hmm. the butterfly lady. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can tell the uh, future main characters very easily. Well, only one of them is a main yeah. character. Some of them are supporting. Yeah. Yep. I guess like that's what I mean. Like re- reoccurring characters. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna call it now. That blonde guy. You're going to fucking despise him and then love him because everyone has that reaction with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think they mentioned it later on in the episode uh, that like the blonde one didn't want to go. Yeah, it was like, it was the next time thing. Yeah. Although we won't meet him properly until, like, episode 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zenitsu is... I think I mentioned this before. He, on paper, is a is a terrible character. But in practice, he's the most popular character in the entire series. <laughs> You'll see why. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... To, you know, not spoil things, it's just... Characters are... The difference between an annoying character and a great character is sometimes just effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the damn Shining Twins. <laughs> I was like, oh, creepy twins. And then they... they uh, in times of desperation, they, they fuse to form the most terrifying demon of all. Sia. Oh, kill, no! Kill it, Tanjiro! That's final selection! Go, 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 go! Uh, fuck you, Sia. Fuck Sia. Yeah. Uh, Usher Shirokami with the white hair is played by Mela Lee, who was Rin in the Fate series, Tiki in Fire Emblem, and Reina in the perfectly innocent series Higurashi When They Cry. Uh, Usher Kurokami with the black hair is played by Christine Marie Cabanos, a.k.a. the ultimate gamer Chiaki Nanami. Oh! Yay! That's why I that voice. Yep. She's also... Thank you. She's also Himiko Yumeno in DRV3 and Miranda in Monster Prom, but if I didn't mention Chiaki first, I'd get letters. 
<laughs> Mainly letters screamed Mainly at me. Mainly letters would be G O D D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mainly letters screamed at me from my significant other. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> final, final selection begins. Any notes before we really dive into the final selection? Uh, I've got a couple. Uh, I remember <laughs> one of my notes at the start that I don't remember why I wrote it down uh, is oh, that's going to hit you right in the daddy issues, huh? <laughs> Oh, I don't remember. I think it's a. I think it's Irukodaki. That must have been it. Because uh, Tanjiro <laughs> had a good relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who uh, we will see in time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in but, flashback. Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. This. My notes go. Uh, I feel like we can assume Sabito and Makoma were probably killed at final selection then. Uh, and then that's con- and, that's confirmed. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, so that's what the masks are for. Yep. Uh, uh, and man, the show is pretty. Oh, yeah, yes, the show is so fucking gorgeous. Because they, they show, like, uh, like the purplish flowers. The wisteria trees, yeah. And it's just, it's so beautiful. Yeah, like, it looked like a goddamn Thomas Kincaid painting. Mm-hmm. But with violent decapitations. <laughs> so a Thomas Kincaid painting. <laughs> Are you telling me you didn't find the hidden secrets? (laughs) (laughs) That may be the dumbest joke I've ever done this week. (laughs) I'm glad you qualified that. I mean, I kind of had to. Hi, hi, Jay Caddy, by the way. (laughs) What a thing to come in on. Holy shit. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Oh, shit, a demon. And another one. (laughs) Yep. That that had the same that had the same uh, energy as one of my favorite game grub spits. Uh, it's it when it's Mario three when Aaron just keeps going for the mushroom that kills him. It's like getting hit. It's like picking up a dollar in the street and being hit by a car, and then looking on the ground and being like, "Hey, a dollar!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we so Tanjiro dispatches of these demons with the f- first of his ten water breathing technique forms. The fourth form, striking tide. And with that, Tanjiro has slain his first demons. Yes. I just, I see that strike and all I think is, you must be swift as the coursing rain. Be a man. <laughs> no. Um, geez, just, fuck. There's so many things to talk about. They do such a good job of making the demons, like, freaky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, they're unnerving. In just so many good ways. They're mm-hmm. they're just pure rage and hunger. And here's the thing. Uh, Jeff Thu, again, had a great video on Demon Slayer, which we, I can't show you because, you know, spoilers. But mm-hmm. one of the main thesis of why it stands out from other shonen, Tanjiro doesn't want to kill or fight at all. Yeah. He knows he has to, but he's not he's not doing anything out of, like, pride or desire it's purely goal driven mm-hmm. he knows he has to do what he has to do to save his sister and even when he fights the demons he doesn't want to like if he, if there was a way he would probably just talk with them and try and reason it out that way mhm and that's a really unique and honestly, uh, not not relatable, but well, I guess kind of relatable. But also, but the word I'm looking for is, uh, oh god, 
what's a what's a good term for someone you can root for? Um, relatable? Not relatable. I just said relatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, likable, I guess, would work. Yeah, there you go. The power that awake me has. I mean, I guess endearing. That's the word I'm looking for. Endearing. There we go. He he's just a, he's a very likable and endearing main character. Yeah. Uh. And yes, yeah, he has ten forms. Let's let's get into the forms. And the for all the forms involve what I can only call watercolor attacks. Yeah. It's it's like this old school. Uh, like, like it looks like Japanese paintings. Yeah. Old school, like, painting uh, style for, like, the water attacks that he has. Uh, it's it's so, so pleasing to look at, because I love seeing that kind of, like, animation. Like, it's specifically yeah. the Great Wave off Kanagawa that reminds, that mm-hmm. reminds me of. That, that type of, like, crashing, but also unified uh, wave form. It's a it's a beautiful image, and yeah. I won't say who. Other other main characters have the, the this type of fighting ability. Yep, one of them has, and the other one has, and then this one also has. Gomer, there's only two, there's only two other main characters. You can't. Wow. <laughs> Associate supporting characters. Yeah. That's true. One of those applies to a supporting character more often, more than not. But yeah, point is, we will find out, and it will be awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah, the waterforms in the show are goddamn gorgeous. I love that Tondro is even kind to his enemies. And now we meet our first special demon, the Hand Demon. He's played by Kirk Thornton in the dub, who's also played Gabumon, Shadow the Hedgehog, and literally five hundred plus other roles. But I want to mention the subs VA for a bit because. Mm Just giving Taz time to put in the sound effect. Yep, it's Takahito Kuyasu, a.k.a. Dio motherfucking Brando. Oh. Why is that so special? <laughs> Find out in three episodes. <laughs> and yeah, I, yep, Taz, Taz, you nailed it. <laughs> so, I have a question, guys. Mm-hmm. Why do they call him the Hand Demon? Because he's got a lot of hands. <laughs> You're supposed to- that's supposed to actually answer me, Gomer. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh. We get the, the second form water breathing technique: water wheel. Mm-hmm. Essentially, just a three hundred sixty degree spin with his sword. And water wheel it is. Oh, oh! This is the demon that killed Sabito and Makomo. Mm-hmm. And by killed, I mean. Cr- either crushed their heads or, and or, ate them whole. I think... Sabito's head definitely crushed. got crushed. We don't know about Makomo. Yeah. Uh, Makomo was the girl, right? <laughs> Makomo yeah. was the girl. Dalton, yeah. no. I I think she got literally torn apart. Ooh! And then the one that was there with Tanjiro yes. literally got eaten alive. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly got eaten by Shadow the Hut. <laughs> Shadow the Hut, that's pretty good. Shadow the Hut. Dalton, no. Dalton says he may be a demon, but he gives a really good old fashioned. 
Oh my! Corner! <laughs> um, fucking... God damn, uh... My next note, and I can't remember why I put this... UNACCEPTABLE! <laughs> I, I can't even do it, but you know what to put in. UNACCEPTABLE! Uh... uh. <laughs> my next note is, you all know nothing of demon longevity. <laughs> like, y'all don't fucking know a goddamn thing. And then, this motherfucker ate 13 of Sakanji's students. 13! You'd think after, like, maybe the fourth one, you'd kind of think, like, maybe I shouldn't. Well, what are you gonna do? Move! <laughs> it's, uh, I have in my Move notes to America, then the like... team is just in Bothis. <laughs> I have in my notes that I feel like Kodaki was probably the one that caught that particular demon. And then, yeah, and uh, the hand even confirmed it. Uh, yeah, but uh, I wrote that down before, like, he confirmed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, like, uh, some of my other, like, notes that I have is, like, uh, you did a Tanjiro, now go before more come. <laughs> yeah. he killed two demons. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, I was thinking that, too. It's like, don't stand around, for the love of God, hide! Mm-hmm. And then he says, rest in peace to the demons. That was such was... a good moment. I, I thought it was vaguely funny, because I'm like, I feel like that's like cursing them almost, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I go to heaven! <laughs> uh, and I was talking again how I love the character design, uh, especially for the hand demon, because it's just so, like, it's, it's fucking scary. Yeah, it is. It it's is unsettling, scary. if nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, my last note for the episode was, like, something we talked about last time. I was like, everything about these fights feels so impactful. Yeah. Because every single strike is a matter of life and death. One slip up and you're fucking dead. Yep. Uh, well, there goes that mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, sorry, ghost family, can't talk now. Yeah. Uh, Tanjiro's got hops. He does. It, it it was so like cool, just like watching it, like like him being like underground, and then he jumps. Yeah, and even the demon's like he fucking jumped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and we get and water breathing first form water surface slash gets the job done. And yeah, like like Hester said, that bit about quote that blonde boy Zenitsu is extremely important for later. Yes. God, this show is fucking great. And once Operator Ramon's done, as much as I love JoJo, much as it's part of my brand, it's going to be a tough battle for first place every week. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on? Yeah. Let's sure. Go, let's go on to uh, Cells at Work. Yep, Cells at Work, Episode 3, Influenza. Oh, joy. This is going to be a total blast, considering what our, all our lives have been for a goddamn year! <laughs> Topical! Oh, we'll get there. Uh... Naive. Although, 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 I do feel the the need to correct you on that one because what we have been dealing with is, is not quite influenza. Yes, that is important to and, note. But yeah. it, initially, yeah. people thought it was, and so the connection is still there. Fair. Yeah. Oh, uh, I I wrote down for that one because uh, when I watched this, I was not like feeling super well. Yeah. Uh, 
I was like, I've been having a rough day mentally, and the show feels like coming home to a warm house after being out in the cold all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I assume that's that's what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's just a very like heartwarming and like soft show. Hey Denbra. <laughs> that was uh, the dumbest way I could convey Hey, Southern Californian here. <laughs> yeah. Oh um So we meet the naive blood cell, which is played by Laura Stahl, who was Hayato in JoJo Part four, as well as B in Pokemon Twilight Wings. It's fun Ooh. to hear Hayato talking to Josuke. That'll make sense there in a couple go. years. <laughs> uh, I don't think we mentioned this speaking of voices the narrator is played by Karen Strassman who was Ooh, also oh. Anna in Three Houses Cal- Callan in Code Geass and Rouge the Bat and speaking of titties <laughs> I I just had to get that segue in there it's time it's finally time for this weird barmaiden character to show up I the macrophage I know, like I wanted to put in my notes. Speaking of titties, Astra, look at this character. But then I realized how weird that sounds. <laughs> no, I had written that like it has like the influenza virus coming around like zombies, and I had T cell versus T virus. Hey, Resident Evil. There's Lady Demiscu. Oh, yeah, yep. And I will, I will. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say about the macrophage. Um, I did. I did notice Astra's uh, reaction to her in in their own server, and I shared this with Becky. Becky agrees, and Becky has said, and I quote: "One of two characters I refer to as a milf cell." <laughs> it, was calling, it was calling the macrophage a milf because, uh, in my eyes, she is. Uh, yes, macrophage. I'd like to fuck. You'd like to. <laughs> Ethan's is better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The macrophage played by Laura Post, who was, plays Nozomi Tojo from Love Live, Kasumi from Persona Five Royal, Catherine from Three Houses. We talked about her before, didn't we? This is sounding familiar. Hmm. Like we may have because I remember mentioning Catherine. Uh, yeah. The only thing I know about Love Live and specifically Nozomi Tojo is uh, the phrase Nozomi Tojo power injection. Love Live is weird, and not my thing, but I'm glad for the lesbians who enjoy it. Yeah. That's mainly a joke because the biggest Love Live fan I know happens to be a le- or I know of happens to be a lesbian. Fair. Uh, let's see here. What do we have? Uh, wow, macrophages are powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it- <laughs> so, uh, did anyone else think that the Dendric Cell, when we first saw it, was whacking it for a second there? Because the animation <laughs> is just him moving his... Kind of looked like it for a second there. Yeah, because like, the animation is him is him back to the camera, moving his arm up and down near his crotch. For some reason, I didn't even pick up on it. How did you I not pick up on it? I would think I would. Well, you're not in the dudes, so... I, I'm not into dudes, but I could still notice when somebody... I should still notice when somebody's doing the... <laughs> what the fuck was that sound? I don't know! <laughs> if you're asking... <laughs> Taz's comment was perfectly timed. I don't want to hear this anymore. I'm closing my eyes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Don't know! Oh... 
Dalton oh says, my. and I quote. No, 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 no. I don't Uh-oh. want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Jared, Jared, Never Jared. mind. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mainly just wanted to say, and I quote, and stop there. But yeah. Uh... T-Cell oh. Rampage, and we meet the, the Dedendric Cell, who's played by Griffin Burns, who is Dopio from JoJo Part 5, and also my stream's BRP screen, Akira from Devil May Crybaby, Cyril from Three Houses, and Giordo Stewart from Hemephora. Hmm. Apparently, the, the Dedendric Cell can do psychic damage to the other T-Cells. Don't know why you would, but, like... In reality, what's happening is the, the T-Cells are all getting embarrassed because... The Dedendric Cell is showing the naive T cell that all the T cells were then naive, were once naive cells too. Yep. And then, <sighs> uh, another JoJo joke coming up. So naive T cell has become the effector T cell, played by Muhammad Avdol. Yes, yes, I am. Taz, you know what to cut in. That is Gundam Tanaka. Yes, you have better believe I am. Thank mainly because Ethan and Gomer just did it. <laughs> I'll send you the clip. Voices, okay, you joke. Okay, voices, I I just had the the fairly odd parents clip. Just I can see. I can fight. <laughs> yes, it's Chris Turkliafera, aka Muhammad Avdol from JoJo Part Three. Yeah, <laughs> that JoJo jar is full at this point. I'm getting there. <laughs> Okay, then let's move over to the Danganronpa jar. I'm getting there! Can, can let me read. Can let me read my goddamn thing here. <laughs> I wrote this down in a specific way. <laughs> as I was saying, yup, it's Chris Turkliafera, aka Muhammad Abdul from JoJo, as well as Danganronpa characters like Ryo Mahoshi and the Supreme Overlord of Ice with his four dark devas of destruction, Gundam Tanaka. There it is. Uh, oh. I, love, I love Chris Turkliafera a lot. Twitch.tv at astronomical. Go. Follow them now. Yes. Like, I watched this episode, like, right after we finished up uh, the last episode, and, like, we chatted later, and just like, hey, uh, I just finished up Cells at Work. I think you're gonna like this one. Quick note, um, Casey also happens to be recording a podcast right now. So if, <laughs> oh, no. if me screaming about Gundam picks up on the E-Ticket Gazette podcast, uh, there's your little cameo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we so also meet. A couple notes that I've got yep. real quick, just before you go. Oh yeah, go ahead. On a little bit more. Uh, it was I like that the uh, the T cell in the back has a hat that says naive, uh, and like is literally acting naive throughout like most of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my next note goes when we see the macrophage. Uh, is oh pretty lady, pretty lady with a big sword. Oh, I love her. Why have I not seen more of her? I want to kiss her. Uh, so that's where my brain was at for most of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we also meet the B-Cell, played by Eric Kimmerer, who I've actually met. Weirdly enough, we met uh, from a mutual friend of ours, Martin Billamy. Hmm. A.K.A. <laughs> Little Karibo. And weirder still, we met in, the, in line for a wrestling show. <laughs> uh, yeah. The rest of my note goes, uh, he's a pretty chill dude. He's also a wrestler here in SoCal, so that rules. His, also, his notable roles include Seko from JoJo and Blue from Pokemon Generations. Oh, nice. And then my next note is all caps. Can we please not talk about Global Academics, please? <laughs> and that's all I have. I have, uh, as usual, that was fun-jucational. 
Yes. Okay, I can read this quote from Dalton. Casey, I think there's a ghost on your end. That's my boyfriend. You're dating an angry ghost? <laughs> I also told Becky about the references we got to make. And um, especially the Gundam reference. She's like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> just well, my last note is just, my dark diva shall eviscerate this influenza. Well, you know, with this show, <laughs> we've still got a ways to go. Yep. <laughs> and with this podcast, but we'll be right back. And now, an important message from Tyler Green, Kitty Quinn, and Randy Martin. Are you tired of asking yourself if that obscure show or movie you watched once was a fever dream? Is it still in your brain to this day as a 3 a.m. channel-changing hallucination? Well, join us as we yank that said memory out of your subconscious while we do a deep dive on it on Channel KRT. Channel KRT is a new bi-weekly podcast where we look at the best and worst of obscure media. We'll be covering such topics as... The Puzzle Place. Clown TV. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Reanimated. The Weird Al Show. We Sing. And, and more. more. Join us every other week over at Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, and wherever podcasts can be heard. Channel KRT cuts to static. Hey, I remembered to do the, the ad break this time. Yay! <laughs> Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! It's the fact that it cuts off that makes me laugh every yeah. time. <laughs> it cuts off? It, it cuts off at the end. Very vaguely at the end. It's, hell yeah! <laughs> what the fuck? It's so funny. Uh, don't change it. I, don't change well, it. We just don't think of the clip. Well, no, the thing is, it's not supposed to. It plays perfectly fine for me on my end. Uh, it might be Discord. Discord. Yeah. yeah. Or your mic that's, setting. That's what I was about to think. Either way, yeah. it's extremely funny. <laughs> It worked perfectly. <laughs> We're back, wow. by the way. I, I, we'll just have that little bit kept in. <laughs> just because it's funny. Um, so, uh, our next ep- episode... What, what are we talking about next? Uh, Girl My Girl Graffiti. Thank you. Our next episode is Girl My Girl Graffiti, episode two. Uh, and here's where I run into a bit of a snag. So, in, if you didn't listen to the last episode... Uh, we're recording this a day after we recorded episode 10. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have much time to watch the shows. As such, I was not able to watch Go Go Graduate Graffiti this week. Well, I was able to watch like a third of it during the pre-show, uh, just with no sound. But I read these the brief synopses for this and for, uh, fucking... Oh, what a rocket? Thank you. I'm also very thirsty. Not, not like we, horny. We thirsty, mean this literally. Literally thirsty. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt Casey's podcast to go ahead and get a drink. So here we are. Yeah. That's uh, so y'all are gonna have maybe need to take the lead for me with these sections. But Taz, here's five seconds to audibly roast me however you'd like. I wonder if the creator of biology has seen this show. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, so, I actually ended up watching this episode at uh, 1.5 speed, uh, mm-hmm. 
because I my ADHD <laughs> kicked in, and I was like, you know what? You, uh, you no longer get to focus on anything. Oh God, um, that's a mood. Uh, and I was like, I I have to watch it because like <laughs> I, I gotta talk about it. Sorry, I'm just looking at Taz's comment. You need to learn the water breathing techniques. I do. Uh, and I wrote down like uh the show, despite like its weirdness with the you know, it's pretty good. Uh, it's another yeah. really mm-hmm. cute one that feels good for my soul. Did it get grosser uh, this week? Not very. It, oh. No, not really. It okay. was about like on par with last week. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the closest is the aunt glomping, uh, what's her name? The, the, not, not, not the short Rio. one, the, the, Rio, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I kind of remember she dances on the sands. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you got to do to part remember joke it. And, yeah. Part joke, part mnemonic device. Uh, uh, you, you could just go with Rio de Janeiro. That's not my first reference. Fair enough. But anyway, point, point is, no, that's probably the closest and that's simply just a glomp, you know? Do not glomp people in reality. I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't do that or in reality. ask first. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the the aunt comes in and she uh, starts drinking uh, alcohol. It's canned beer, I believe it was. Uh, and yeah. I wrote down just, me too, Akira. Uh, <laughs> See, I, my, my thinking with canned beer in anime is just, Shinji's going to walk in butt-ass naked, isn't he? <laughs> would, uh, here's a dangerous question would uh-oh. Evangelion be good for this show because I've never seen it I haven't uh, seen it either so I can't really answer that ooh, I haven't seen it but I know certain bits about it I mean I know uh, yeah. but I think, I think they're towards the end they're, if I'm it's in the movie right. what do you think then right and the well, movie's just, towards the end it depends if it's the movie, the show, the updated Rebirth series. It is very convoluted, the... very drawn out, and very, uh, quotation, symbolic. Let me put it this way. If you want to see us have enough free time to do Evangelion, because we're already doing four shows, or we're doing five shows a week, uh, for $1,000 mo- uh, $1, an upload uh, at patreon.com slash rosenthorn, We'll be do- recording at least twice a week, and I, c- I can actually pay these people to do it now. So, yeah, we're not now, but at that point. At that point, eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, so this episode is centered around uh, like Rio and uh, Kieran like go to the- this like festival thing. Uh, in so like it's it's a very just like a calming episode again because it's you know the it's a cooking anime. Uh. And so, like, they meet up with their aunt, like, at the festival. They have, like, a picnic and everything set up. Uh, Rio and Kieran, like, kind of walk around, like, the festival grounds for a bit, because their, uh, the aunt, uh, like, didn't bring anything, like, as far as, like, food goes, but she did bring money, so she's like, hey, just go buy some stuff. Uh, I will, and so, like, hmm? I have a thing unrelated, but I will wait until after the, discuss- discuss- after the discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, so I don't remember like how they ended up getting there, because uh, as I said, my focus was waning for whatever reason. Uh, but they run into Sheena, who we only like briefly saw in the first episode. Uh, and she's sitting in the park, uh, like wherever this uh, festival is like taking place or fair, uh, and she's drawing like these <laughs> very clearly drunk guys. Uh, that are like posing and like, 
like drawing like for her drawing and she, like presumably they've paid her uh and i was like i like her but i also tend to be drawn to artist characters because i'm biased uh admittedly i am too <laughs> granted i'm dating one and i'm really really sweet on another mm-hmm. power power of non-monogamy um also it's a bit of bit of a bit of a bit of a, a, bit of a shiny eevee Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I had to it's... bite my fist to keep myself from interrupting you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, this it, it's another like. There's not too much to talk about in terms of like things to chew on. Uh, Funnily enough, for the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's just a nice episode. Uh, the way you're describing the drunk guys, I'm just thinking Peter Falk from the Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> and I just want I want like one of them to turn out to be Kermit and just say it's amazing we were 100% wrong I mean nothing you've said has been right <laughs> The Great Bubba Caper is a great movie <laughs> absolutely uh, uh, but yeah it's it's a it was really funny because I like I said I was walking, watching the episode at 1.5 speed uh, and <laughs> Uh, since it sped up the animation, there was times where it looked more natural to me, and also times where it was immensely hilarious to watch the animation. Because it was, it would be, like, sections where, like, they would be moving slowly in, like, the actual, like, regular speed animation that would look more natural because it was sped up. And then there's other times where they're moving at, like, normal speeds in, like, the animation, then they're suddenly walking, like, extremely fast for no reason. Uh, and I just thought it was funny. Um. Uh, Ethan Gomer, do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> I didn't really have much to really add to the episode. Like, I enjoyed it for what it is, but I feel like the most I can say is just like I always like festival episodes. It reminds me back to when I watched like Card Captors as a kid. And I'm just seeing a festival and just like, oh, what's that? It looks interesting. I- I'd like to point out, unlike unlike the uh, the thing that Taz synced up to me uh, quoting something. That that um was not that synchronized um was not edited. <laughs> no, yeah. that was completely in real time. It was taking everything within me not to laugh. It was very, <laughs> it was very good. It was just um. <laughs> uh, oh, Dalton said oh. everybody in this show's just gotten really into power walking. They'll explain her in a later episode. There you go. Uh, How come the slam text Benny Hill all of a sudden? Yes, back to Gungry Gungry Ga Hippos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, it's a very, like, Gourmet Girl Graffiti is a very, like, calming show to watch, I think. Uh, yeah. It's a good uh, cool down. It's, it's instantly why I was not stressing during the pre-show. I was just eating bulgogi and watching this. Mm-hmm. And it is, I, I think there was, like, a point where um, uh, the, the, the uh, omelette rolls come up and, 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 and it's like, she, she makes them for her cousin at the end. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, those do look good. I kind of want to try making omelet rolls myself in at least some kind of way. W- one bit Cause... that I did catch... I'm sorry, go ahead. Because mm-hmm. I, I, like, I do like making egg stuff, you know, more... You mostly it's just like fried or scrambled eggs. Please never but... say egg stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> egg but... stuff. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Welcome back to oh, Grand oh, Day, yeah. Oh, but... Yeah. But but the point is that's something I wouldn't mind trying because I like I like doing stuff with eggs. Uh, if you're talking about rice, I've had it; it's delicious. They specifically uh, describe them as like 
uh, omelet rolls or yeah yeah um one bit I did catch was uh something about Russian roulette sandwiches. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like it could be kind of fun. And I have a story for that. Ooh. Oh, you have a story this time. Yes, thanks to my friends to over it. at Reckless Eating. Oh yeah. So, uh, one day when we were filming reckless, filming stuff for Reckless Eating, uh, one of the challenges was Oreo Russian roulette. They were golden Oreos, one of which was had its had its lemon filling replaced with durian. Oh. For the audience and for all gomers everywhere, what the hell is durian? Durian is a f- food is a fruit in Asian cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, often known for its acquired taste and smell of death. Oh no! Let's Google durian. D U R I A N. Sounds like, from the sounds of it, it sounds like edible formaldehyde. It ba- it it is without the poison. I guess what that was implied by edible. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's uh, it's fucking disgusting. Oof. <laughs> and also, I had to I had to bite myself again because while you were explaining this, I found a shiny oddish. How do you? Raised shiny rates today. I've been looking too, and I haven't found shit. It's luck. I would re-download Pokemon Go, but I don't have any of the landmarks that I would have had if I was on campus. That's fair. Oh, uh, no. Hey, Astra. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar at all with Guilty Gear? Uh, vaguely. So, uh, they apparently announced the final character for, uh, or the final character reveal for Guilty Gear, uh, Strive, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, or the final launch character, I guess th- this character could still be DLC. Uh, this character, therefore, is removed, or at least not in, not at launch. I put it in the chat for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me click on that. <laughs> oh, hello. Yes, this character Hi. is biking with one arm, one eye, and two um. Drugs of land. Yes. I like me... women. Oh. I like women. Same. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes. Let's talk about Oedo Rocket. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Oedo Rocket. <laughs> Moving on. Episode 11. Again, I'm going to need help. <laughs> what? Was this was this a goddamn beach episode? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> uh. This was kind of like a, a very smaller episode. Like it was more just like a bit of like dealing with the aftermath of the previous episode. A, lot, a bit of drama between a lot of the characters. <laughs> I'm sorry, biking is Jackson's main. That does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, there wasn't too much for this episode. Uh, I don't. I feel like it might just be a me thing because this show doesn't like. It doesn't tend to hit like the kind of beats that I tend to like in anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just, like, personal, like, preference for that, though. It's not like it's a bad show. Uh, it's just not something that I would typically watch. Uh, but I was, I was, like, hoping that there would be, like, a little bit more, because I've been feeling like it kind of, like, has been telling the story in, like, circles. Uh, hmm. Rather than, like, an A to B plot, it's, like, A, B, C, D, A, A, B kind of thing, where okay. it's in, like, loopy loops. Uh... One thing I did notice uh, is that Genzo is still a bird at the start of this episode. Help me. Yeah. Uh, Please help, I'm a bird. 
I'm so alone. Why why do I have this voice? <laughs> why did I become the bad guy from Austin Powers 2? <laughs> Dr. Evil? No, like the the, the, the uh, Will Ferrell character. Oh, I'm very oh, badly burned. Oh, I'm still alive. Oh, yeah. I, that, those movies, the jokes that work are all-time greats. The jokes that don't are fucking terrible. Yeah. Sounds like most comedies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for this episode, uh, I don't have too many notes just because, like, I just didn't have too much to talk about. Uh because a lot of, like, what Ethan said is, like, kind of dealing with, like, the aftermath of the previous episode. Mm -hmm. uh, but I <laughs> I wrote down, like, uh, my favorite parts of the show are, like, the bits that aren't shown that often, like the murder. Uh, and as I was writing that, someone was murdered on screen. <laughs> uh, mm. So it... <laughs> you know. Uh, but we... I'm forgetting his name, because I am so bad okay. with character names. Yes. We see him, uh, he murders someone for the other Sky Beast lady, uh, so that, like, she can drink their blood, and she kind of explains that, like, she isn't really, like, drinking the blood because she likes it, it's because she's getting, like, the life force from it, and that's how she, like, sustains herself, essentially. Uh. Yeah. So it's, like, it's, like, vampire, vampirism. Uh, but, like, more in-depth, I guess. Hmm. Uh, so possibly, like, Jojo vampirism, which we'll find out in three weeks. Mm -hmm. Or more like four uh, weeks for that, but still. Yeah. But, uh, there's a moment where, uh, uh, Sora runs into the other, uh, Sky Beast lady, whose name I'm also forgetting, uh, into the forest, and then, like, She's Sora has like turned into like her Sky Beast form, uh, and the other one like, like screams, uh, because she's like, you forget I have friends in this form, uh, so mm -hmm. she screams like for help and then runs, uh, to which Genjiro shows up, uh, ready to fight, uh, then realizes it's Sora, uh, and they like, they she turns back, Sora turns back to normal, uh. Genjiro kind of gives up, like, a, uh, explanation, being like, oh, like, she must have seen it and then passed out from, uh, like, shock, uh, and, like, carries her out. But there's a moment where, uh, Akai is like, uh, no, that scream wasn't, it was, like, someone that was, like, more mature or whatever, and then, like, uh, one of the, uh, men in black says, I don't seem to hear any sexy people nearby. Uh, which just made me laugh. <laughs> you know that reminds me of uh, one of my favorite mm -hmm. lines from Futurama. I know Futurama said The Simpsons this time. Uh, <laughs> I have a very sexy learning disability. What do I call it, Kif? <sighs> Sex, Lexia. I suffer from a very sexy learning disability. What do I call it, Kif? <sighs> Sex, Lexia. <laughs> Like it's uh, my favorite part about that is it's not even clever. It's it's close. They were so close to clever with dyslexia, but sex Lexi is so much more fitting for Zap Brannigan. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's there wasn't like too much that I had to talk about with this episode. Uh, I don't know if uh, Ethan and, and or Gomer have anything. Um, I like the I like the idea that. 
that 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 Seikichi is just trying to test out this thing, and then other dude comes down from the mountains and is like, "We're gonna race. You gonna race? No, I'm not trying to race you." Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we racing. I'm like motherfucker. Look, I love Operator Run One too, but we only have one racing show of the series. This series right now. <laughs> yep. And even then, they just ended the race. Yeah. And then there was explosions and poop jokes. Very <laughs> As much. all oh, good Lordy. things should be. There's a part where they're basically, like, they're building this rocket and they're powering it with, like, methane from the local, like, outhouses. And, like, the old man and his, like, servants, like, they're just, like, dancing around. They're going, like, it stinks. It stinks. Just, like, everybody do the Jay Sherman dance. <laughs> I was about to say, yes, <laughs> Mr. Sherman, everything stinks. Uh, what's it like, the fifth Simpsons reference of the episode? I'm on fire. Take a shot. Then you'll really be on fire. There you go. Uh, shall we move on to rankings? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, for mine, it's Opera, then Demon Slayer, then Souls at Work, and then uh, I guess uh, <laughs> Triple G. Of what I saw of it, four and five are just gonna be not applicable this week. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's pretty much similar order except I can actually put four and five and they're actually tied okay. <laughs> so to make to make it clear Apare Demon Slayer Cells at Work and then a tie between um Gal whatever Gourmet Gal Gal Guy Gourmet. Graffiti I got another one yeah there you go <laughs> and uh Oda Rocket yes. yeah uh, I think like mine is essentially literally in the order that we watch these episodes uh, yes yeah, same like, you know, so it's, what's applicable. Yeah. Uh, Opera, Demon Slayer, Souls at Work, uh, and then Gourmet Girl Graffiti and Oedo Rocket are tied. I love this, I love this joke. <laughs> uh, Opera, Demon, Cells, Edo, and then Gourmet Gurnlogan. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have this Goo Goo Gaga Graffiti. There you go. Uh, I think that rounds us out for this week, then. Yep. Is there mm-hmm. anything else we want to talk about? Uh, that's all I have for now. Uh, next week is going to be Opera Ramon Episode 12, uh, Demon Slayer Episode 5, uh, Cells at Work Episode 4. Uh, hang on. I, I had one and I lost it. Uh, <laughs> German Guplex Graffiti uh, Episode 2. <laughs> or 3, rather. Episode 3. And Order Rocket Episode 12. There we go. I guess we'll see you guys next time. See you next time on Random AS. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.